This anointed teaching by Apostle Theo Volmerans comes to you from Christian Family Church International. Praise God, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Well, I really enjoyed those messages from Pastor Warren and, and uh, Dr. James. Great messages to start off today and yesterday. Great messages as well, weren't they? All right. Well, let's just bow in prayer here. Father, in the name of Jesus, as we come before you today, we thank you for your word. We thank you as I come to teach that I do not have to trust or depend on limited human abilities to teach. But I do trust in you, and therefore I know without doubt that you anoint my mind that I might grasp the revelation that will rise in abundance from my heart within. Thank you now for a supernatural recall of the scripture. And I believe that your word will flow from my mouth smoothly, accurately, clearly, without hindrance from anything, carried by your anointing, your power and love, to each person's mind, bringing understanding, removing confusion, and to every person's heart, that faith would rise and fear would leave. And we'll be careful to give you a pray, all the praise, honor, and glory for all that's revealed and accomplished through your word and by your spirit here today, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Can I have some monitor here, please? Um, sound engineers, thank you. All right, how many of you were here last night? Could I see a show of hands? Let's try this. How many of you <clears throat> were not here last night? Could I see a show of hands? Wave at me if you were not here last night. Now, you're not in trouble. <laughs> I just need to know if I need to do any recapping. So it'll help me. Please, just wave at me if you were not here last night. Okay. Fine. Thank you. So I'm going to carry on where we left off last night. And um, there's something not right here. Somebody needs to come fix my microphone for me. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, if you want to go there in your Bible. I'm reading from the New King James translation, or we just look up at the screens, as we continue with our subject, More Than Conquerors. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus. For we are God's workmanship. The born-again man, or the born-again woman, is God's workmanship. Just like God created Adam in the Garden of Eden, God created you to be born again. He created the born again man. He created the born again woman the same way. The born again man is God's workmanship. Say that, the born-again person is God's workmanship. Now I say this, the resurrection of Christ was the creation of the new Adam. Again, the resurrection of Christ coming back from life, uh, coming back from death into life was the creation of the new Adam. Just like God created the first Adam, God created the second Adam 
Now, we know he's always been in existence. Christ has. But he died, separated from God. He was in spiritual death. So he came back from death into life. He was the first one ever to be born from the dead. That's not his major experience. Three times in the New Testament it says Christ was born from the dead. First one. That's not his major experience. He wasn't born in a manger from the dead. Are you hearing me? He was born from death into life. Out of fellowship with God, back into fellowship with God. The Spirit of God entered him at the resurrection. And at that moment, he became the second Adam. Are you with me? A perfect man and yet perfect God in one being. He rose, he died as a man, rose as a man. Now, God was bringing forth the second and last Adam who would give birth to the new creation, to a new species of being in the earth. Just like the first Adam gave birth to many different people, species after him, humans after him in his likeness and kind. So the next Adam, this one that God brought back from death into life, the second Adam also gives birth to a whole new species of being on the earth. Say this, I am an exact duplication of the Christ kind. Again, I am an exact duplication of the Christ kind. Say this, I am born of the second Adam. Because I and Christ, the second Adam, are one. I and Christ are one. So if you're one, and you've been one since the resurrection, since the resurrection, you are one from that moment. You were in Christ at the resurrection. You were in Christ at the resurrection. Ephesians 5.30 For we are members of His body, of His flesh, and of His bones. That's the Bible said. For we are members of His body, of His flesh, and of His bones. Your thumb is a member of your body. You might be a thumb in the body of Christ or a little finger in the body of Christ. Whatever you are, you are a member of Christ. He is the head. We are the body. One man. Are you tracking me? 1 Corinthians 6.17 But he who, is, he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. You got that? That's in your Bible. Said this, I am joined to Jesus, therefore I and Jesus are one spirit. My spirit 
and Christ's Spirit are fused into one, cannot be separated or distinguished apart. We are one. His Spirit is the Spirit I have in me. His Spirit is the Spirit I have in me. We are one Spirit. When you get up to pray for somebody, remember it's Christ in you praying for that person. Remember it's Christ Himself living His life through you. Amen? All right. Ephesians 2.6. All because we are one with Christ Jesus. So that I'm one. Christ and I are one. Therefore, I am an exact duplication of the Christ himself. Say this. Raise your right hand and say this. Because I'm in Christ, I am a new creation. That is how God sees me. Because that's what he paid for at Calvary. So he sees me that way. With his eye of faith, he sees me that way because he paid for it. And he calls me that. Praise God. More than conquerors. Ephesians 1.15. Ever since I first heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for Christians everywhere, I have never stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly. Asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the wonderful future God has promised to you, to those He called. So this God wants me to know about the wonderful future that he has for me. And that's why I'm here today. Now it's not over. I want you to realize, this is God speaking now, I want you to realize what a rich and glorious inheritance God has given to his people. Said so that I have been given a rich and glorious inheritance from my God. Praise His name. Amen. 19. I pray that you'll begin to understand the incredible greatness of God's power available to us who believe in Him. This is God's prayer for you. Said so God is praying through Paul by the Holy Spirit and he says that he wants me to understand the incredible greatness of his power that is available to me because I'm a believer. 
Praise his name. Let's try that again. Say this. God is praying through Paul for me. And he wants me to understand the incredible greatness of his power that is available to me because I deserve it. No, no, no. Because I am a believer. Hallelujah. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead. So how much power is it? The same power that was released to raise Christ from the dead. That's the power available to us. And how much power was released to raise Christ from the dead? Huge. More power than ever in history. More than creating the stars and the earth and the sun. Because when he raised Christ, he raised the entire human race from death into life at the same time. You are in Christ right there. And all the past saints that believed in God, who had to go, who could not go into heaven until they stayed in Adam's, they stayed in Abraham's bosom, until Christ rose from the dead. Then they were transferred from Abraham's bosom into the presence of God. All those saints who trusted in God were raised from death into life at that moment. And they were saved by faith before the cross because, and God accepted that because God knew he was going to pay their debt. But he's also paid the debt of all those past, present, and future. So, he, so listen very carefully now, child of God. The power that was used to raise Christ from the dead is the greatest expression of God's power ever used in history as recorded in the Bible. And that's the power that you have available to you at this moment, each and every individual. That's, what's God, that's what is written in the Bible. This is heaven's constitution. Cannot be changed. You say, well, I don't know about me experiencing that. Well, if we'll just meditate on this and start confessing it, you'll start walking in it. That's how that works. And I'll talk about that now. They raised Christ from the dead. Now it says, verse 20, that raised Christ from the dead, it's the same power that raised Christ from the dead, and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. So it's the power that raised Christ and set him at the Father's right hand. 21. Now, Christ is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else in this world or in the world to come. That's our Lord. It says, Christ is far above any ruler, any authority, or any power, or any leader, or anything else in this world or in the world to come. Christ is above all of that. Now, hold on to your seats. And God has put all things under the authority of Christ. Said so that God has put everything under 
the authority of Christ. Now watch this. And God gave Christ this authority for the benefit of the church. So that God gave Christ this authority for my benefit. All of that he gave to Jesus for my sake. Not for when I get to heaven. Not for when I get to heaven. For now. Because I represent him now. He wants me to be in charge like he gave the first Adam authority to dominate the earth, take control of the earth. He wants me to do that. He's left the church in charge. He did not leave a government in charge. He did not leave any king in charge. He left you in charge. And if we don't like the way it's going, it's because we are not taking charge. Twenty-three, And the church is his body. It is filled by Christ who fills everything, everywhere with his presence. Let me tell you something, family. We serve a mighty Lord. We are, I, I, if we could just have a glimpse of his glory and power. It's revealed here in, in Ephesians chapter 1, 2. Let's say this together. What God was doing for Christ and to Christ at the resurrection, God was doing to me and for me. Because I am one with Christ, part of His body, therefore, I can use Christ's authority as if it were my own authority. Because... It is my authority. Hallelujah. So this, I will reign in life. I will reign over Satan. I will reign over demons. Reign over circumstances. And the spirit of the Antichrist, I will reign over that. Now, here's a very important truth. If Abraham had not confessed, I'm the father of many nations, Isaac would not have been born. God came to Abraham and said, you are the father of many nations. I'm changing your name from Abraham to Abraham because Abraham means father of many nations. Isaac was not born. Yet God said, you are the father of many nations. God saw him as the father of many nations. God declared he is the father of many nations. God said it with his faith. But if Abraham had not identified himself with his new name, if he had not said, yes, I am Abraham, no longer Abram, if, if he had not said, I am the father of many nations, because that's what his name meant, if he had not said that, his body would not begin functioning again. He would never have had Isaac. And Sarah's womb would have stayed dead. But because he said, yes, God said I'm the father of nations. I am. I am Abraham, the father of nations. Therefore, 
Isaac was born and Jesus came to the earth through Isaac's seed. So our salvation depended on Abraham saying, I am the father of many nations. Because Christ would not have come. We'd not be sitting here today if Abraham didn't say that. Now I wonder, what work, what mountain has God got ahead of you for you to climb and claim for Him? What work is there that you have to do in the kingdom that will not be done unless you start saying what God says about you? Unless you start saying who you are like God told Abraham who He was. If you don't say what God says about you, you will not be who God says about you. You've got to rise up and forget about all the doubt, all the fear, all the confusion, all the lies of the devil. And you've got to say what God says. Even if you don't feel like it, you will become what God says about you. You will become that. And I don't care how old you are, Abraham. If you're 99, it makes no difference. We're not talking about you. We're talking about God's ability here. Release God's ability in your life. To the words of your mouth. Agree with what God says. So, if we don't confess that we are new creations, we'll never become or walk in it, shall I say. You are one anyway. But you'll never walk in the fullness of that. You'll remain like the first Adam. But if you'll start saying what God says about you, you'll start being, acting, becoming more like the second Adam, Christ every day and seeing the miracles of Christ in your life. Supernatural provision, supernatural promotion, supernatural favor, supernatural miracles around you. It's the Word of God that makes all the difference. It's the Word of God that made the difference in my life. And I wish I could get the lovely folks to take the Word of God seriously. It's our life. God said, my word is life. My word is spirit. My word is life. John 6, 63. My words are spirit and my words are life. In all of the Bibles that way. Now then, God gave this authority to Christ for our benefit. Praise His name. That's the new creation. Say this, the new creation are walking around with all the authority of Christ at their disposal, all I have to do is whisper the name of Jesus. And you know, family, if a rich man gave you a check and signed his name on it and you went to the bank, they wouldn't interrogate you that give you the money. It's not your name on the check. And when you sign, I command this in the name of Jesus. When you sign that name, that's all that matters. It's not about you. It's about the name. You have the authority to use it. Ephesians 2.1 Once you were dead, doomed forever because of your many sins. You used to live just like the rest of the world, full of sin, obeying Satan, the mighty prince of the power of the air. He is the spirit that works 
in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live like that way, live that way, following the passions and desires of the evil nature. We were born with an evil nature, and we were under God's anger, just like everyone else. But God, who is rich in mercy and who loves us so very much that even while we were dead because of our sins, He gave us life. When? When did He give us life? When He raised Christ from the dead. Say this, I was born again by God when Christ was raised from the dead. I only accepted it when I came to church and understood it. It's been yours since then. If only, if only, it is only by God's special favor that you have been saved. For He raised us from the dead long, He raised us from the dead along with Christ, and we are seated with Him in the heavenly realms. Say so this, I'm seated with God in Christ, or because I'm one with Christ. Say this, what the Father did to Christ and for Christ at the resurrection, He did to me and for me because I'm one with Christ. Christ has been raised to the right hand of the Father. This represents the position of supreme authority in both heaven and the entire universe. We have been seated in Christ at the right hand of the Father because of this. We have total access to all the authority of Christ to enforce the plans and purposes of God in the earth. Say that I am to enforce the plans and purposes of God in the earth. I am seated in that place of authority. Say this, I have not been given all this authority just to watch the devil run amok in our country and in my family. I will not sit around and complain about what the devil's doing. I will talk to those demon spirits that are working through ignorant people. I will command those demons with the authority of Christ to desist in their maneuvers, to cease in their activities. When I see people do things I say, uh, do things and say things that go against God, I'll speak to those demons that are working through them and command them to stop working through those people. I will calm the storms. I'll claim God's mercy over those people. I'll claim their salvation. I will claim them out of Satan's kingdom to become servants of God in God's kingdom. I understand when people say things to hurt me, it's not them. It's demons working through them. And I will stop those demons. In the name of Jesus, Ephesians 6 verse 10 says, look at this, family, it says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Tell you, say this, I must be strong with God's strength and God's might. Praise God. Now look at, the, look at verse um, 12. It says, uh, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, 
Where's the whole verse? There it is. For I do not wrestle, said that. I do not wrestle against flesh and blood. People aren't my problem. But I wrestle against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So this, I'm wrestling against demon spirits. People are not my problem. They are, being, they are puppets on a string. And I command the puppet master to stop in the name of Jesus. Praise God. So we are seated together with Christ. This speaks of the complete work of Christ so that I am seated in the finished work of Calvary. I must rest in the victory Christ won and conquered for me through his death and resurrection. I must rest in that victory. Praise God. Romans 8, 37. You are yet in all these things, you are more than conquerors through him who loved you. So that I am more than a conqueror through Christ. That is what God paid for at Calvary. That's what God said about you. That's what God paid for. That's what he sees. I want you to say it along with God. Let us keep meditating on these scriptures, for this is who we really are. From this seated position in heaven, in Christ, we are to reign in life. We are to further the cause of Christ on the earth. The authority has been given to us, not to live a selfish life, but to carry out the purpose of God. Yes, God will bless you mightily, materially, but always be kingdom-minded. Look at this as I close. John 14, 12. Most assuredly, this is Jesus now, I say to you, he who believes in me, are you a believer? The works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these will he do. That's talking about quantity, not quality, but quantity. More people doing the same works as Jesus did, that's more of them, greater works in quantity. All right, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. When he went to the Father, he sent the Holy Spirit, and he's the one doing the works through us. 13, and whatever you command in my name, that I will do. Say so that whatever I command, that word command actually is the root Greek word for ask. If you look up ask in your Strong's Concordance, then go to the root Greek of that word ask, you'll find it's the word command. So this is what he's saying. Whatever you command in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. So this, whatever I do, in the name of Jesus, I'm doing it to bring honor to God. If you command anything in my name, I will do it. Say anything means anything. Because that's what anything means. The actual Greek is... Whatever you come on. Now, this is what it says here. The actual Greek is, you can look it up in your concordance, whatever you command in my name, if I don't have it, I will make it. Whatever you command in my name, if I don't have it, I will make it. 
Say this, I have the authority from Jesus to use his name. And he said, when I use that name, he will do it right away. Right away. Even if you don't see it with a natural eye, you can rest in this. Christ has got it. He has got it. Say this, Jesus has got this. Praise God. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Fulmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.